Hello, everybody. Welcome to the CCW podcast. Um, my name is Kathy. I'm the administrative assistant, and I'm here with our executive director, Vivian Havlin. Thank you. Today, uh, we're going to cover the topic of stalking. A lot of people don't know that January is Stalking Awareness Month, so we're here to give you some stats, give you some ways to hopefully navigate a situation if you're in it, and hopefully we can just inform you guys because that's what we're here for. Absolutely. Um, giving information, um, it's powerful, right? Knowing what stalking is, um, how to identify, um, hopefully have resources and uh, available um, and share information with everyone listening, I think is, uh, you know, our goal in doing all our podcasts. And and absolutely, um, January is not only Human Trafficking Month, which, again, we cover that at our last podcast, but it's also Stalking Month as well. Yeah. All right. So I guess to start us off, what is the definition, I guess, of stalking? Okay, so the definition of stalking, the easiest one to remember, it's going to be a pattern of behavior to a particular person, right? To one specific person that causes that person reasonable fear. And so fear is kind of like the main component of what that definition is, the one that's easy to remember. The legal definition of stalking is going to vary by state and the loss that they have when it comes to stalking. But just one that we could remember, uh, one that we could help our friends like identify whether they're being stalked or not. It's it, it's kind of that, like, hey, like Something. if you're in fear of, sense. you know, then most likely you're being uh, stalked. And just to clarify, stalking is illegal. It is illegal. It's not just a cute thing that in people all, do in all 50, when they like you. In all 50 states, it's it's illegal. It's something that you do have to report and keep track of and, and document like everything that's going on. Uh, the more documentation you keep, the better it is for when you do those reports. But, you know, it's, it, it's, it's definitely like the easiest way to remember. So let's go into what are some tactics that stalkers might use? Well, some of them are, and again, they're not limited. So we're just covering like the kind of like the basics and later on we could go into a little bit more details, but that's going to be following surveillance, uh, unwanted uh, visits, phone calls, text messages. That's also going to be spreading rumors, believe it or not. It's going to be threads. You know, and 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 it could continue. Um, and and again, the surveillance could be a GPS that they could put like in your car, and you won't even know that it's there. You know, following you, taking videos, taking pictures, yeah, anything that's gonna make you fearful, right, or uncomfortable and scared. Like, why are these people taking pictures? Why is this person showing up at my house? Absolutely. How did this person find? My Facebook, I know a lot of people go with their regular name, but some people go with like a weird combination of their name or maybe it's not their full name and they still get found. Um, how does this person know where I work, what gym I go to? So then showing up is might not just be everything, but they might leave you little notes or they can just call your job, right? Like, hey, how did you find the number to my my, my direct line? Yeah. Things like that that are going to cause fear. Um, tracking, GPS. Yes. Um, now there's a whole thing with the air tags. Oh, yes. And I'm guilty of that. I have uh, the air tag on my dog and I have one, you know, even my husband's wallet because he's always losing the wallet. So 
I put one there, but guess what? And there was also a whole article about, you know, the dangers of like those, those, those air attacks. So we definitely have to be like really careful. Yeah. If you, for whatever reason, feel, or if your phone continues getting notifications, by the way, that you have an air tag on you at all times, if maybe it might be a specific purse or something, feel free to take that down to a station. Uh, and a lot of police stations could go through it and maybe they find it. And once they find it, they can track who that belongs to. Um, that that's another form of stalking, right? It's a little bit more of a price. You're actually that's not bad. Air tags are like what twenty dollars? Yeah, it's 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 very cheap, and I, I think for for us, like it was also like very convenient. I just bought a box of four. I'm like, oh, for my dog, and you know, and things like that. Um, it's it's very accessible. But the bottom line is that now in the days that we're currently living, mm-hmm. stalking is way easier we made it way easier for those stalkers again with the use of social media like you said the air attacks but so many other things that you know apps that are constantly tracking our location like on the phone and a lot of us have you know that location running on our phone like non-stop we don't go to our settings and we don't turn off those locations if you are a frequent user of snapchat Every, if you don't have your geotags taken off, I can literally see where you are when you're snapping that story. Exactly. So if it's an active like thing where you're constantly snapping, you're at a party, it's not that difficult for me to follow that along. Same thing happens when you post something on Instagram and you you tag the location. Mm-hmm. All of that is trackable and it's easier for a stalker to follow you there and show up and who knows what can happen. What's another thing is that it's very rare that a stalker be a complete stranger. Exactly. So that's essential that you just said that. Yes, the majority of the stalker is going to be someone, you know, a former partner, uh, an acquaintance. But, you know, most likely it's going to be someone that, that, that you know. It could be somebody that had a love interest in you and you mm-hmm. weren't interested in somebody mm-hmm. you friend zoned, for example, and, and they didn't take that well. Um, and normally those encounters are the ones that escalate the most, right? Because they feel the most possessive, I feel. Like they have a right to you, especially if it's an ex-boyfriend or girlfriend. Like they're the ones that are going to go and be more confrontational. Like, what are you doing at this party? And things can escalate from there. Mm-hmm. So we want to make sure that we avoid that. Um, again, with technology, let's uh, backtrack there a little bit. Um, a rule that I personally follow um is that i have literally told the people around me family friends i don't like to be tagged in the photos yeah and i don't tag them like either or when i go on vacation i post the pictures like after the fact and it becomes really annoying because all of a sudden like if i'm posting pictures i'm posting like 20 pictures like at the one time when i get back (laughs) yeah but i do that because i don't want anybody knowing like where i'm at or that my house was empty at that time or that my vehicle was available to be placed a GPS device like in my driveway because I was away, you know, from home. If I'm eating somewhere, I know this is very popular to take those pictures of those pretty plates and, you know, you'll talk like the location and the restaurant that you're at. Those are things that 
as a rule for myself personally, like I just don't do that. No, and it's a suggestion that, you know, when we do our presentations or our cyber safety presentations at the school, we talk about this with our with our kids through our youth crime watch program. And whenever I have the opportunity at a crime watch meeting, I also like mention this because it's not that you're making it easier just if you're a victim of like stalking. It's also that you just want to be safe and you want to keep your home safe. No, most definitely, especially when not just with the geotagging and the social media, but even your stories. Like, yeah, I know it's super nice to put stories and have, especially because nowadays it's it's such an easy dream to be I want to be an influencer I want to have a million followers so you don't have your account on private and you don't keep it to just people you know you're keeping it to open to everybody Mm -hmm. you can always record stories and post at a later time celebrities the Kardashians I don't know and I don't really know Nicki Minaj Cardi B they don't post things at the spot they post things once they're home on top of the fact that they have the security to follow. So I know that yeah. a lot of kids in particular are like here, like, let me do as much as I can to gain followers and likes, but you don't have a security team. Exactly. You so be do it, be smart. You know, I don't want to ruin anyone's dreams. So I'm not gonna say don't be an influencer, but I am gonna say do it smartly. You wanna make sure that whatever you record and you post it or you recorded it previously, like it was something that you're not there anymore. Absolutely. And uh, and to drive the impacts of like stalking like yeah. home, which is, I think, very important. I, I love when we have those percentage and those numbers because like all of a sudden, like for me, it makes it like this is real. real, right? One out of six women report being stalked. One out of 17 men. I don't have that yes. right. Yeah, one out of 17 men. This is also happening to men. Not as commonly as women, but it's also happening to I mean, that's still a high, a high statistic. It not is. just that. I think it's between the ages of 18 to 25 is when you're most yeah, likely. Yeah, when you're most likely. To half, be half of those reports uh, report that they were stuck under the age of 25. Again, and this is happening to and then you know, to follow up, like people think that this doesn't hurt. What's the big deal? They just like you, but there are impacts to this. Yes. And so let's, I'm, I, I'm glad that you mentioned that because this is really like important and, and it's something that's crucial. Um, the first interaction that you have when you go to a friend or a family member or somebody that you trust and you confide in them, hey, I think that this is going on and, and, and this is happening. That first interaction with that person is going to be detrimental to what you do next. Mm-hmm. You know, if you if I come to you and I tell you, hey, this is happening and you're like, oh, like maybe it's not a big deal or maybe you're overthinking, you know, things, you know, just, you know, wait and see like it's what happens or it's harmless. And and you don't play for me. You don't play my experience and what I'm going through for me. That's going to literally impact what steps I'm going to take next. Yeah. Right. Because first of all, now I'm going to feel that I don't have this, your support to like help me along like the process, but I'm going to start second guessing myself, second guessing what I'm noticing, second guessing what I'm feeling, you know? And so we, please, everybody, if somebody comes to you and tells you that they feel that they've been followed, that they're getting these calls, 
please be a supportive, you know, a part of what this person is talking to you about because if you are supportive to them then they're most likely to start keeping track and records and and, and, and following uh filing a report with the police department and, and you know and start noticing and paying more attention and it's detrimental to their process and you know and having that support system please don't downplay it whether you understand it or not because sometimes if we really don't understand it we you know we might downplay don't don't do that be their support system and and just ask questions make them know that you're invested ask them when do you feel that this is happening or where do you think you're being followed and engage in those conversations with them and to that point stalking is actually one of a like a stepping stone to domestic abuse right so if i go to you and i'm like i feel like i'm being stalked like he's he's following me he's like and then all of a sudden they're like, oh, it's a cute. He likes you. He's cute. It's because he's a good guy. Look how much he likes you. Let's say that he stalked me. And I, because everybody's telling me that it's such a cute thing, like I finally cave and I start dating this person. Like they already are going about this in a very possessive manner. Like it's very quickly going to be like, oh, you know what? It didn't work out. I don't like you. And it could become very abusive from that point. Mm-hmm. Stalking can very get very ugly very quickly. It's not just a, again, it's a cute crush. Like it's just because he really, really likes you. Yeah. So you should, you should feel honored. It's a compliment that, that he's following you around. And I think that varies too with different uh, cultures too. I, I think that for, you know, I think for us like Hispanics, and, and I remember this when I was little, like if I would tell like my mom, oh, like uh, such and such, like push me or like, oh, that's because they like you. Yeah. You know, it's like, you know, it, it becomes also like a cultural thing, I think, of how like things are, are handled. If you tell like your mom, hey, my ex is like calling me and showing up and stuff like that. Oh, that's because they still love you. Yeah. You, you know, and, and, and it could also be like a cultural thing. And Poor this guy, is, you, his heart's broken. Exactly. And this is what we're here for. We need to break down all those barriers. We need to like realize stalking is talking. It is illegal and you could do something about it. Yeah. You know, and, and and this is what we want, like, our listeners to, you know, to know. Hey, it's not cute. It's very real. It impacts the victim tremendously, their mental health. All of a sudden, they're going to have anxiety. They might suffer from depression. They might have insomnia. Why? How can they sleep at night when they think that they're being followed or stalked? Their biggest fear is not knowing what's going to happen next. Which to that effect, that's a high percentage. Yes. 48% of the victims have the fear of what's going to happen next. Mm-hmm. And they're waiting for like, what what's going to happen? What's going to happen? Yeah. 48%. So that's, imagine, a, that's a high percentage. So imagine how that can affect you. You're going to miss days at work, which is going to affect absolutely. you And then financially, that's, that's yes, absolutely. That's another thing. I think that was one in eight uh, victims, uh, you know, start missing, you yeah. know, work, obviously, right? Because they, they're in fear and that affects them, you know, financially. Some people uh, move. I know that. They- one in seven. Wow. One in seven, seven. move. 
imagine just all of a sudden packing up and like moving just because of how afraid you are. And then 28% just legitimate feel that it's never gonna stop. Just imagine that. Imagine the feeling of being so helpless that you just feel like this is not gonna stop. This is something that I'm gonna live with forever. And having that feeling, this is very serious. And it, it, it and, and again, it has a high impact on the mental health of the stalking like victims. So it's time for us as a society, as a community, to like understand and not downplay. Yeah. And be a support system for whoever we know that's being like stalked. But as a society, know what it is and be aware and, and alert and you know and be the helping hand. It's it's yeah. it's 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 crucial. You know, mental health is very real. And imagine that anxiety yeah. that comes with that fear. Especially if you have your support system dismissing it. And a big part too is like I know we said 18 to 25 year olds are the main ones that get stalked, but our kids, our teenagers in school, like they can go through this too, except that they're with the person who might be stalking them, right? Because maybe you dated a girl and you broke up with her because, you know, we're all very emotional in high school. And then all of a sudden you see her outside of all your classes, even though her class is on the other side of the building. Mm-hmm. You don't don't dismiss that either. You don't want to dismiss. And again, that can happen to the girls as easily as it can happen to our boys. Absolutely. You want to make sure that you're there when, especially in a school setting, you want to make sure that you they for the kids to tell their parents. Yes. Because their parents, I feel, should always be their number one advocate. Absolutely. And then go to the school, talk to the principal, Counselor. talk to the counselors. Mm-hmm. And if it escalates and it continues, especially because our kids live on social media, their whole lives are on there. Which I didn't have. And so for me, it was so much easier. Yeah. My space for me came about, I think, after I had graduated high school was when I started using that. But right now with so many different platforms, you know, and our kids posting everything against social yeah. media. It's just easier for, you know, whoever is talking to you to all the sudden show up at the party that you're at and whatnot. And just because that person belongs, and let's go back to the school, that person belongs in the school because that's the school that they attend. If you guys don't have the same classes, or being in the same team of like sports, but yet they're everywhere that you're supposed to be, then be aware of that and be mindful of that and start like paying attention to that and seeing what happens to that. And yes, talking to your parents to me is always the number one rule. And then have, you know, your parents talk to the school and and, and be like, hey, my son, my daughter, has this concern or has this like fear or is causing them to be in high alert and, and, and looking around just to see if that person like is there, a coworker. Again, we said that stalkers are going to be somebody that you most likely know, an yep. acquaintance, uh, an ex-partner, uh, you know, Definitely again, a coworker. you're a coworker. They belong there. Yeah. But do they have the right to harass you? 
they don't. No. So you have to be like mindful of like the setting and not downplaying. Don't think, oh, just oh, he 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 works here. What what is it to do? What is it to do? He cannot be calling you all the time. Well, there's always something. To he do. cannot yeah. be like following you to wherever you go to like have lunch. He there's cannot no be giving the, you yeah. unwanted, you know, attention. He doesn't have the right to show up at your house. Your office. He, he doesn't, you know, so just being very like mindful of, you know, of things that just because a person might belong to a place that you're at doesn't give them the right yeah and to the boys who make you feel afraid and to the boys too don't feel like you 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 i'm a boy and i don't feel comfortable because of a girl that's not very manly right like that manly thing like thing that it's just like well she's just a girl like no i don't feel comfortable go to your parents and your parents should go to the schools and even if a school tries to dismiss you which i would hope not fight and say no i don't feel comfortable i would like a, a schedule change I so this be is also away. exactly so this is also like um the statistics for the men are not as high for the woman right. but it happens okay yep. men are also being stalked men are also victims of domestic violence let's yep. let's 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 Start right there. Yeah. A lot of people just think, oh, it's just the one. No. Men are victims of domestic violence. Uh, men could be raped. Yep. And men are being stalked. So right. let's not just think, oh, it's just happening. Woman, the waker says, no, it happens to, to everyone. Yes. Right. And so let's let's be mindful like of that. Let's be mindful of the fact that it could also be affecting our boys. It could be affecting the men like around us. Yeah. And I think that for a man is so difficult to report that. Yeah. For a man is so difficult to say, hey, I've been stuck. Oh, hey, I'm a victim of domestic violence. Because oh, by how? You're you're the man. Well, I don't know. My wife threw a plate at my head. Uh you know, yeah. she hit me. And I'm not going to hit her. Yeah, you know, I'm not going to hit her. Like, you know, so a lot of times, um, let's think about the fact that, you know, the statistics are way less for a man, but it, are they really? Or is it that men are not reporting it? As um, A man that's been raped can imagine how difficult it is for us women to like go and, and report that. But all of a sudden you like the quote unquote, the powerful like sex, you all of a sudden got raped. And so statistically those numbers are lower. Mm -hmm. But again, I'm going to keep asking the question, are those the statistics true? Or are those the statistics real? Because we pull the statistics based on what, is reported exactly but if it's not being reported it doesn't mean that it's not happening yeah. as often well and uh, even this statistic one in seven women one in 17 men mm -hmm. that's that's still quite often like you get a room full of 20 people you have at least one male there you'll definitely have at least three women absolutely but you'll have at least one man and again men might not report it how many women are following every move of, of, that their ex-boyfriend does if they started dating somebody new or so, and all of a sudden you, they know like I, I've, I've known plenty of women that know what their ex is currently doing and I'm here like wow 
Yeah. And that is still considered stalking. Absolutely. But they maybe the man just doesn't. And again, it's very easy for men to be maybe like, oh, it's not a big deal. And so this is a, a stereotype that right. I wish that we could go ahead and, and, and break those barriers down. Because I myself, I'm a mother of a boy. Mm-hmm. You have Same. a boy, you know, yourself. And, you know, in. but again, I'm Cuban. So, like, I grew up of very macho man you don't cry or like you don't you know yeah, you you're don't, the man of you're the, the man you don't you don't do right. this you don't ever hit a woman hey how about if that woman is hitting you like do we have to rethink and i'm not saying that my son is gonna hit a woman but i'm just saying do we have to rethink the way that again a cultural thing the way that we are raising like a boy so that they feel comfortable in you know getting help when they need so that it doesn't make them any less so that's something that as a parent like I struggle with right like the way that I grew up versus the way that I want to like raise my son and I know that it kind of like conflicts like with me uh, you know a little bit and I have to do better that's that's the bottom line I think we all have to be do better. I think that's everyone's goal is always to be better or give your kids more than maybe you had. Even if you had perfect parents, you still want to give them more Absolutely. as, as yes. a parent yourself. So what are a few things that can be done if you are being stalked? The very first step to for anything would be documentation, right? Get a case number, report it. Every time they show up somewhere they don't want to be, every time they yeah, make people phone are reporting. Calls. The more reports you have, the the better it's gonna be for when you go to court to try to get a restraining order. Most of uh, you know, and 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 it's something that we always uh, our organization is always saying: report, report, report. And awareness, right? Something else we always push is the buddy system. Don't go anywhere alone. Yes. So one of our previous uh, episodes right off the beginning, we did one like, you know, safety and stuff like that. I believe it was during spring break. And, you know, I emphasize the importance of like a buddy system. And it goes here too, especially if you've been stuck. Don't go to the gym by yourself. Go with a friend. Um, If it's on their way home, hey, have them drop you off so that way you have somebody like you know standing by as you make your way into your house and so and it and it's very easy to to do that i feel like a f- friendship is something very powerful and you know we do want to protect our friends so once we go ahead and we tell them hey like this is like what's going on. Do you mind coming with me like here? Or or maybe I call you and I'm like, hey, Kathy, do you need groceries? Because I need groceries. It's just like go together. Exactly. I think plus that because any simple routine like groceries, putting gas in your in your car, things that anybody has the right to do. If you're being stuck, you have that constant fear. That's okay. Like invite a friend to like go grocery shopping or, Hey, when do you go grocery shopping? Do you mind if I go with you on that day? Another thing is we covered already is the social media aspect. Don't let, don't put where you're at, when you're at, who you're with, and try to have that conversation with your friends of like, Hey guys, don't tag me when we're out and about. And you want to, if you want to post like where you're at and who you're with, I I don't want to be part of that live, have that conversation. Something that we do and we offer here is um, something called a RAD program for women in specific. It's a self-defense course that we teach here. Mm -hmm. 
um, where we we go a little more in depth about like safety and stuff. Um, on top of that, we show you a few self defense techniques, well, as many a as we few. can. There's 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 it's, quite a few. It's really a lot. It's really for everybody. Anybody could uh, take this class off fourteen and up. Uh, as long as you have your parental concern, uh, consent. you could be consent. You could be a part of uh, the class. And it gives us tons of tools to be able to defend ourselves. And and especially if you're being a victim of stalking, domestic violence, yeah. you know, these are things that are, this is a course, a 12-hour course that's like super important. It's I mean, it's, multiple days. Yeah. We just want to give you as many tools as we can. Um, to help you in any situation that you may be. And the biggest thing that we push in all safety things is that we want to take away as many opportunities for you to become a victim in all, in like the whole gambit of, of safety. So let's talk about that like really quickly. Um, in the crime prevention, you have a crime prevention triangle. And so the crime prevention triangle is the desire Mm-hmm. the ability and the opportunity. You cannot take the desire of the person away. If I want your car and I want your car, you don't change that. I want to take your car. Exactly. Do you know whether I have the ability to take your car or not? Maybe I'm an expert and it's super easy for me to take your car. So you don't change the the, the desire. You don't change the ability. But what you change is the opportunity to become like the victim. And we also have a triangle like that, you know, in rat system that's like very similar. What you're going to target is the yep. opportunity. And once you remove that opportunity, that triangle false right and so it's 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 the same thing like in this case is too like if we're trying to take this opportunity away by like being a little bit more private in our social media having a body system mm-hmm. um there are things that we could do a lot of times we don't even think that we could be washed uh, at night because we have the lights inside the house and we don't see outside but guess what they could see inside clearly. And so there's different things to do about that. We could definitely put blinds up in our home. Yeah. Uh, you know, I have those clothes so that people cannot see in, especially the stalker. But you mentioned something that you have at your home that sounded like super unique to me I and think very it's effective. A privacy screen, uh, not necessarily screen, but it's kind of like a vinyl that you stick on your windows. So from the outside, I can, from the inside, I can see clearly outside at all times, um, especially if the lighting's correct outside. There's no reason I can't, it won't obstruct my view from the inside, but it does. If, if you're looking from the outside in during the daylight, it's a complete glare. At night, let's say that at the most optimal position, because again, I have lights all over my house. So it's always a glare, but let's say that they really wanted to try and see it. It's all very blurry. They can't see that clearly into my home. And so that might be a cheaper option. Cause I know that blinds get a little bit like expensive, expensive. especially the ones that we try to recommend, like, uh, through our crime prevention, like efforts. Um, but again, the cheapest and most effective way uh, that we do exactly you said it it's lighting so it, whether you have your own home and you put spotlights or sensor or whatever that is you have to have a well-lit home that's something to look into when you're renting as well exactly 
And when you're renting an apartment, it's not going during the day when the leasing office is open and they could go and show you an apartment and you fall in love with the apartment and like you want it and you sign off of a lease. Please don't leave. Walk away. Don't sign anything. Go back at nighttime and see the lighting in the parking lot. It has to be well lit for anything. Yep. Now, no, we're not talking about stalking, just for your safety in general. Go and rent an apartment that has a well-lit parking lot, that has well-lit hallways. Yeah, doorways. Lighting is, like, essential. Going back to being a victim of, like, stalking, you want to be in a well-lit parking lot so that you're aware and be able to, like, look and see whether the stalking is there or whether you're being followed or not and make it safely into your your apartment, especially mm-hmm. in the cases when the stalking, you know, escalates. You want to be able to have that lighting. You can control that. Let me tell you, like, you could try to get home before it gets dark, but what happens if you get into a vehicle accident or if there was, like, an emergency or a family member was sick and you took them like some soup, any delay, you you, you can control like things happen unexpectedly. So don't, don't think, Oh, if I just get home, like don't put that pressure on you. Make sure that the area where you're living at is well lit. Definitely. And there's always, again, going kind of into documentation cameras, the ring doorbell. Yes. Even if it's an apartment building, most apartment buildings will let you put the doorbell on the door. Mm-hmm. If it's your house, there's cameras. You can buy cameras now, like a whole six camera system for like two, three hundred dollars. It's an investment worth making because you want to be able to document and see what's going on. Your hedges, your trees, you want to make sure that your hedges are low and your trees are cut so that you aren't your view isn't being obstructed. Yes, your view cannot be obstructed, but you also need to make sure that it's uh, cut down enough that no one could hide you know, behind that and for you to get like ambushed, like all of a sudden. So there's multiple things uh, to do. And all these things, again, comes with reporting. A lot of our departments know of all these different steps. And once you make that report, they could guide you or they could go to your home and be like, hey, if you do this and this and this, you're going to enhance the security there. And and, and all those resources become available once you start like reporting the incidents and what's going on on and the more you report the incidents the more likely again that you could get that restraining order to be a little bit helpful and one of our strongest tools the best thing we could do is give you information which is what this podcast does right so look go back see as many safety of our safety we have summer safety we have cyber safety we go into all 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 forms of safety and we'll continue coming out because the more information you have the more tools in your tool belt you'll have to not be a victim make yourself as difficult of a target as possible absolutely and this is the reason why we do like the the podcast right the podcast is something that you could listen to or that you could watch you could do it anywhere from your phone you could have it playing in the background but the reason why this was so important to our organization is we have to talk about these things we have to give you information information is power and you know Let's go back to our last episode that was on human trafficking. We, our staff here, this office is extremely passionate about that. And we are involved and we want to do so much when it comes to human trafficking. But 
that is also in January and January is also like stocking, you know, month. Yeah. So we, we need to make sure that we are getting that information out there to, to all of you. Uh, and it's, and it's very important. And if, anybody watching or listening to our podcast have a topic in mind that they want us to cover, like, you know, go ahead. We, we're crime prevention practitioners. We work with law enforcement. It's our job to keep up with the, with the trends and the different crimes and things that are going on. And if we're not familiar with the topic, guess what? We did this for human trafficking. We will reach out to different agencies. We have done it in the past and we're going to continue to do that. And we're going to have those different like experts coming and speaking on the different topics again, because our goal is to get the information out yeah. and as much information as we can. So if you have a topic you'd like us to talk about, you can drop it in the comments, any comments. We are watching all of them. If you're interested in taking our RAD class, um, and you're in the Miami-Dade, Broward area, uh, send us an email, rad at citizenscrimewatch.org. Check our, out our website, citizenscrimewatch.org. You could also contact us through there. If you're interested in the RAD Systems program um, and you're not, and we're not able to provide that for you, you could go to radsystems.com. Um, they actually have all the instructors that are certified in all the different states. Um, Full disclosure, we give this class for free, but there are people who charge for this class. What I can say, it is extremely worth it. And it's a one-time cost, right? Because once you pay that fee once, you can retake that class as many times as you need or would like to um, until you feel as confident as you need. And that's something that I, I would definitely like recommend. We're currently teaching a class right now and a lot of our participants are already interested in like, hey, I want to take it again. You know, again. Because, you know, muscle memory, right? The more you do something, the the more it comes like naturally. And, exactly. and we teach the class and we tell you to practice not with your spouse or with, you know, your significant other. But we do ask you to like practice so that you keep in mind like the moves. By the way, they're also in your student manual. All you have to do is go back to like looking at the manual yeah. to try to like remember the move. But you could also definitely take the class more than once. And it's something that I know we recommend like ourselves. And yes, we go all over Miami-Dade County, but I know that a lot of the universities like also offer they're that. Also they're all, yeah, so just go to Red Systems too if you're not like in Miami-Dade County and get the list and, and take a class. It's super important. I know we were super passionate about this. It wasn't easy for us to do it. Uh, we we did it and we are super excited. And the feedback that we get from our participants are blowing our minds. Yeah, they're really, they're really enjoying it. So with that said, thank you for watching. Leave us a like, comment, share. And if you, again, if you have any topics you'd like us to cover, leave it in the comments down below and we will see you next time. Thank you.